Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And welcome to Secure and Secure, hosted by Johnny Seifert. This is the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. And if you have the same mantra as me, then before we get to today's guest, please subscribe to Secure and Secure whilst you're listening. And at the end of the episode, leave a five-star rating and a review. In this episode, you'll hear about themes including suicide and grief. And if you're affected by what you hear, please call the Samaritans on 116123 or visit samaritans.org.uk. Now let me tell you about my guest today. My guest today is an actor, a rapper, a motivational speaker, an all-round trendsetter and open up difficult conversations to do with race and mental health. Influenced by Eminem, his way of transmitting messages through his music really shows why he is such a great storyteller and the resilience that he has had to build by channeling his pain into creativity. With his new show, Talking Therapy, available to watch now on BBC Three and the BBC iPlayer, I'm delighted to welcome to Security and Secure, it's Kemma Kay. Hello, Kemma. Wow, what a great introduction. <laughs> Well, this is the thing. You've gone through a lot. And we're both more or less the same age as well. And I look at what I've gone through and what you've gone through. Also, how you've channeled that and actually used it as an advantage. And sometimes you have to go to bad things to get to the good. You know, that whole idea that everything happens for a reason. And you really do define that, Kemal. Thank you. You know, that's that's so true. I feel like um, it's something I've kind of followed since I was younger where when I was going through difficult times, I was like, okay, how can I turn this to something positive you know and obviously there's been things you've been through in the past and we'll go through that shortly but it gives you that resilience and that role that you're playing in the world today is so vital to change those conversations and i'm so glad that you didn't for example take your life a couple of times which you've tried to do because you had a role but you had to go to the bottom to get back to the top and you are the king of the rap world mate you're the king of talking about mental health i'm so glad you got your new show talking therapy out now but let's go back to the beginning let's talk about the camera, the three-year-old who'd come to Newcastle to set up a life in a very white area. Is that fair to say? Yeah, no, that's definitely correct. I remember when I was actually in primary school, I think me and my brother were like literally the only black kids in the entire primary school. So that was, uh, but to be fair, it's not something I really thought about. And it wasn't until I hit secondary school, then, you know, I dealt with a lot of racism, felt a little bit like an outcast. 
you know, things were a little bit difficult at home. You know, my mum going back to Zambia and, you know, just trying to figure it out as a young person it was really difficult. I was constantly, like, confused with where I felt like I belonged because it was like, you know, I'm from Zambia, but my whole, like, pretty much most of my life has been brought up in Newcastle. But then never finding a place where I felt like I belonged, that was really, really difficult. And then feeling like I had to be a certain way, you know, I had to be certain groups or act a certain way it was it was really hard i don't think at the time i knew who that person was who i wanted to find but what i did identify is who i was at that point was someone who was lost i was just trying to figure it out let's talk about your mum if that's okay with you you're 14 years yeah. old when you sadly lost her what were the lessons and the values she taught you in those 14 years though that has made you who you are today so i think one thing i remember from my mum is you know, she loved me so much. And, you know, she used to make me feel special. I feel like a mother's love is the first kind of love you have. So her passing away kind of really helped. Oh, God, it's, it's so difficult even kind of talking about it. But I feel it helped me believe that I, I do have a purpose because she used to sing a lot. And me getting into music, it's kind of like this thing. I feel like she passed that down to me as well. I take that with me as I, like even to this day. She's always been part of my life and as well as the singing it was also the acting that became imperative to your story 19 years old you sign up to be an extra 80 pound a day but meeting some incredible people including getting seen by ken loach for when you're in i daniel blake tell me all about that experience because that's a whole nother chapter <laughs> wow you've done your research <laughs> so yeah so i got into into extra work when i was around uh, 19 years old and what that was is just, you know, I wanted to be on set. I wanted to see what it was like. I wanted to experience uh, being on a movie set or a TV series set. And I remember on the extras agency I was with, like every time you updated your profile, because I had like 5,000 or so people on the site, you went to the top of the page. So every single morning I'd wake up and I'd be like, right, refresh my page, refresh my page. And then I remember the company owner actually got in touch with me and was like, oh, we see you're really consistent and you keep saying yes to everything. I want to try and put you up for more things. And I was like, yeah, great, go for it. So when Ken Loach actually came to Newcastle, I remember going to the audition. Or well, the thing is, the way Ken works is he, he didn't really tell you what part you were going for. So I thought I was turning up to an audition to be an extra because I was still very new to the industry and I didn't understand how things work and I wasn't given a script and it was just kind of a chat with a casting director and then they asked me about my life story, um, my ambitions, what I love to do, where I want to see myself in the future. I was like, that's really weird if I'm only going to be an extra. And then I got the call from the, uh, the agent I had at the time and she was like, oh, they want to see you again. I was like, oh, okay. Again, thought it was, you know, an extra or at least, I mean, at most, sorry, a supported extra, which means, you know, you might be on camera with, with the actor. So I ended up doing some improvisation with some other actors who were in the audition room. And then I ended up, like, it was before I'd left the room, Ken Law said to me, he winked at me, and he was like, I'll see you soon. And I was like, I don't, I don't even know what that means. And then I remember my agent at the time, like, screaming on the phone, being like, you've got a part, you've got a part. And I was like, what's the part? And then she was like, well, like, you know, soon she, we didn't, I didn't actually get to know the part until I think it was a few days before I was on set. 
because Ken wanted you to come to the role as naturally as possible. So that was like a really, really big thing for me. Oh, such an incredible story. And also, obviously, Ken Loach is such an incredible director that even to have that link that you've now got on that CV to say you've worked for him is just amazing for your career. But at the same time, you've also got your mental health becoming more and more prevalent. So how does that mental health journey for you go hand in hand with this guy who wants to be a rapper, who wants to be acting, and yet that's the outside, but inside is telling a very different story. Well, you see, the the way I've always dealt with things, because, you know, I've had a difficult childhood, I've had a difficult upbringing, difficult family life. For me, I was using a lot of these things to escape. And of course, it was like an outlet as well, and, and it was used in a very positive way but for me every time I was going through something difficult I was like right get creative right let me do this but then it gets to a point where you know you hit a wall so it was it was almost like something constant consistently building up building and as I was getting older it was getting more difficult to ignore and then it just gets to a point where okay although I'm doing what I love although you know I'm being creative I can't ignore this anymore so when I was younger when I was going through a really difficult time and this was before you know I had any sort of outlet or anything I remember feeling like life wasn't worth living and I remember you know I attempted to end my life and I think at the time I just didn't really find an efficient way to do it and I I didn't even know the methods I could use efficiently to do that, thankfully. And I remember how I felt. So now in my adulthood, there was a time where, you know, everything's getting a lot and, you know, I'm I'm avoiding these things by replacing it with music, replacing it with, with being creative, replacing it with just keeping myself busy. But it got too much and then I recognized that feeling was coming back from when I was younger. And to be honest, that scared me. And I was like, right, I know exactly where this heads, so I need to be very careful with what my next steps are and you know I I need to to get kind of some help because now the method I was using to escape these feelings is it's not working anymore and obviously you mentioned you try to take your own life for those that are listening affected by what can I just said samaritans.org.uk call them on 116123 so you went to seek the help at the same time though you're singing is getting stronger and stronger with the lyrics that you're using because you're using your lyrics as catharsism to let out that anger that's built up inside you, that resilience that you've got, that fearlessness you've got because of what you went through in your childhood. Then you have therapy as a second angle and the second avenue. How did you find going into therapy when also you're channeling all that rage and all that anger into your lyrics that you're singing out night after night on stage and almost desensitising yourself to that was me, the little Kemmer in childhood versus this is Kemmer, the rapper. So when I'm on stage, you know, it's it's very difficult to even explain the feeling, but you just feel like you're you're in a different world. And when I'm putting my frustration into the lyrics and it's like I'm screaming out, you know, and, and I feel like I just need I need people to hear me. So it's almost like it was like self therapy. But the difference with that is Although it's good to talk, it's good to get things out there. One thing I I didn't understand is how to actually process what I I was going through. And I was hoping therapy, which it did, actually it was helping me process. And and it's a totally different way of dealing with things because, don't get me wrong, at the time, being a young person and using music and creativity as as a way of an outlet, which is a self sort of therapy, that worked then. But as you get older, it's almost like you're more when you start you know looking back at what you've gone through and you're like you know you start questioning why did this happen how did this happen and then you start to realize 
every single thing you went through when you when you were younger, you, you haven't dealt with it yet. And then it all comes flooding back, almost as if like you were there again. And that's how I started to feel. But that's like opening that can of worms. And we've all got traumas that we all know and we can recognise. But it's dealing with them as a whole other issue. So how do you then come away from therapy each time when you've had to open that can of worms again? Did you feel empowered or did you feel like you're actually digging yourself into a further hole? I'm going to be completely honest. I remember before going into the therapy room, I was like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Well, I knew, I knew, you know, I knew I needed the help and kind of I hit a wall. And I was a little bit skeptical about it. I was thinking, you know, what can a stranger tell me about what I've been through? Like, how will they be able to put themselves in my shoes? They won't be able to do that. So I, I kind of went with my wall up and I was like, I don't know what they're going to say. I don't know how this process is going to go. I don't know what they're going to tell me, but let let me just see anyways. And then when it got really difficult, I was like, this is so exhausting. But what was really strange is it was as the days were going by, I felt like the weight was lifted off my shoulders because the way the therapist like articulated or the way the therapist asked me certain questions, I was it's like no one's ever asked me a question in that way for me to process it, for me to think about it, for me to like put it all in front of me and understand it. And I mean, music was an outlet, but music didn't ask me the questions. Or, you know, my friends, they were an outlet, but they didn't have the expertise to ask me the certain questions to allow me to process it. So a lot of these other things in my life, it was like, it was great. But, you know, there's going to be times when I'm alone. And when I'm alone, I'm with my own thoughts. Now, if I didn't have the tools, which I didn't at the time, I didn't know how to deal with that being alone. So what I've started to realize is therapies give me the tools to when these difficult times do come, because it's not about just going into therapy and then all of a sudden, you know, everything's sorted, you've reached your destination. It's starting to feel more like a journey, but now I'm even realizing the benefits of it. Like now when I'm going through difficult times, I have tools to use and these tools are actively working. And I think that's the biggest, biggest thing for me because one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So I was like, does it actually work? And when I put it into action, it was the biggest shock. So I was like, wow, this this is working. And, and then it made me feel, you know, it's something I wish I'd done years ago, you know. So what are those tools in the toolbox that you're using? Personally, for me, I think, you know, everyone will be given different tools and it will be dependent on the person going into it. That's what I sort of observed because they were very, very, the tools I was given connected with me. Like, for example, you know, if I'm in a situation where I would act a certain way, <clears throat> we, we came to identify that I act a certain way because of some a trauma that happened when I was very, very young, which I, I haven't dealt with that. When these situations happened and it triggers that trauma, I become that younger person. And for me, that was someone when I was six years old. So now, being the age I am now, acting like a six-year-old, it's, of course, not going to be productive. But you see, it didn't matter whether there was logic involved or whether things weren't logical. It was just like the six-year-old is taking control. Doesn't matter what makes sense or nothing. It's just this is how I feel. That trauma's been triggered. And now this is how I'm going to act. Now, the difficulty with that is I wasn't aware... I was doing that. I just thought, I mean, I, I was unconscious of it. It was just, this is just me. But when therapists bring this to light, and then all these memories start flowing back with different situations, I've been in different ways, I've dealt with things, different times I've felt really down, different, you know, situations. And I'm like, I understand it was that six-year-old, so I need to deal with that younger me moving forward. And that's, that's how I'm going to move forward in a more positive way. Well, that six-year-old little camera who obviously his mum had gone to Zambia and left you, that old idea of fear of abandonment, how does that play into the relationships you've had with friends, with partners, and just everyone around you in the industry when you have that fear of abandonment there? It plays to everything. Having that feeling of abandonment, you know, it can come out in so many different ways you can't even anticipate. And the thing is, is when you're living unconsciously and you're not dealing with that you're not sitting there being like okay this is happening because of abandonment or i'm acting this way because of abandonment or this situation here because of abandonment you are just being in that moment unconsciously and that younger you is taking over and now that younger me was uncontrollable confused didn't know what was going on didn't know what the future hold holded scared worried like all these different emotions and I didn't get the nurturing or the care I feel like I needed at that time so what I learned to do was to just try and block it out now blocking it out didn't actually help me because all these feelings and traumas were were still there so what I've done is I just masked it with so many other things and obviously luckily one of those things was positive which was music and creativity but again it comes back to it only goes so far because these things don't disappear, and if you don't deal with them, it was like a monster just continuing to grow and grow and grow to a point where it was so big, I was so afraid to face it. It took a lot of courage to get into therapy to to try and face that monster. I completely understand, and thank you for being so honest. I've gone through 
a version of this uh, recently, actually, that I had a friend who I considered a really good friend. And I hadn't seen that person in a couple of years. And I kept saying to that person, I really want to see you, I really want to see you. And I was kind of getting that rejection. And in my childhood, there was someone that I had a huge crush on. That person they refused to ever see me and if they saw me it would be somewhere hidden so it'd be out of London it would be somewhere where no one would know that we're meeting and I think that kind of traumatized me and I've spoken to that person about it in the past and their answer was you know I was very immature at the time and I don't really want to think about those times that's not the version of me who I am now etc etc and they've moved on from that version of themselves whereas I'm still going well that is how I remember you and you've kind of scarred me with that and then this friend now I'm going well you're kind of abandoning me and I'm getting that rejection because I went through that when I was younger and you're doing the exact same thing now that person knows what I'd been through in the past ditto to you there are people who you're around who know what your mum did to you so therefore is it a case of it's reflection of you or reflection of them should they be more understanding more empathetic or is it your fault for not having that empathy to think about everyone else it's a very weird thin line there isn't it yeah so for me what i'm learning now is i can only control how i act and feel to the situations because i mean it's life you know we're all trying to figure it out there's been many situations like for example you mentioned about recently say someone abandoned you maybe they never intentionally meant to do it in the way where you're thinking about your trauma from the past like we don't know what was going on in in their life so it's like we're all giving each other traumas but i started to realize that i can only control how i feel and how i deal with things because not everything is is black and white don't get me wrong people are going to do you wrong you know people are going to give you traumas it's about looking after you because if I can take care of me, like already I'm starting to have different perspectives of things. Like, you know, say for example, something happens where it'll trigger that abandonment. I'll be like, okay, I'm not okay with the situation, but this is very different to my mother leaving, you know, when I'm six years old, where I'm feeling uncontrollable and this is going on. And I, and I, and I, tell, I ask myself these questions and, and I put it down. I, I tell myself, I, I see it for what it is. And sometimes... Of course, it might be a situation where you are being abandoned, but it's like, okay, I can't control that. All I can control is how I feel. Does that make me feel less of a human being? Possibly, but am I less of a human being because of that? No. I need to find the value within myself. And when I do that and I take care of me, then I see things in a a totally different way. I think you're completely right. And it comes down to the communication, but you're valid with your feelings you can feel how you want to feel and that is absolutely valid completely valid if you feel like someone's abandoning you and in my situation if i feel like that friend is abandoning me that's absolutely fine to say because we've all got boundaries and we've all had to put walls up and we've had to create those boundaries because of those past traumas and you're right there are some boundaries you need to break and not everything is black and white but equally you've got to protect yourself you've got to set your expectations and if they don't meet them they're out but only you can do that. So there's, again, another thin line between what is right and wrong within your head because we know that out of 100 thoughts, 99 thoughts of those are invalid and there is actually one valid truth because we build up so many stories in our head the whole time. Yeah, and I think, you know, you're right about, you spoke about setting your boundaries or, or they're out. And I think that also comes to, you know, finding that value within yourself because I feel when, when you do value yourself, you but then talking about like having healthy boundaries it's like okay i'm not okay with this 
And the reason I'm not okay with this is because of this. But when you value yourself, you can set those healthy boundaries. So, you know, when these situations happen and then you decide to leave or you decide to, you know, no longer be in contact with this person, at least you know why you've done it. Because you can also set boundaries for yourself, but there could be unhealthy boundaries. Say someone doesn't reply to your text and like, right, they're abandoning me, they're out. Then that's an unhealthy boundary. But I think it all starts to the value. But I feel like to get to the point where you're starting to value yourself, it's also processing without what you've gone through. Because I think me personally, what I've done is I blamed myself for my mom not being there. I blamed myself for the situations I was in. I blamed myself for the, the difficulties life uh, threw at me. Like everything was like, this is my fault. This is my fault. And so I was setting really unhealthy boundaries where, you know, if I'm lashing out at someone or something happens to me and someone's lashing out at me instantly, I'll be blaming blaming myself. I completely understand that. So what's next for you? You've got the tools in your toolbox. You're living your life now how you want to live it with those tools ready for when mentally you're not going quite well. What about career-wise? Are we going to see you acting again this year? Oh, yeah. Well, I've recently been cast in actually the stage version of I, Daniel Blake. So I actually start rehearsals Monday, which is pretty cool. And where can we see that? Uh, so that's going to be at Northern Stage, and that's playing from the 25th of May until I think it's the 10th of June. Then we go to Birmingham, Manchester, Northcott, and then the run doesn't finish until the 9th of July. As well, on top of that, I'm also currently writing my... So I wrote a show called Shine. So my name, Kemmer, from the tribe my mother was from, it means the one who shines. And that show was about talking about my experiences. It was in a play, but it's also like trying to inspire people to find their shine. So that's been picked up, and I'm converting that to a TV musical drama. So look out for that as well. And I'm also consistently performing as well. I'm I'm a, I'm a busy man. Northernstage.co.uk is where you can get more information about I, Daniel Blake. Talking therapy, where Kem has started those conversations today, but you can go and watch him in therapy. It's very, very special. It's a really special episode you can watch on the BBC iPlayer on, on BBC3 now. And if you're affected by anything Kem has said, samaritans.org.uk or call them on 116123. You've been listening to Security and Security with me, Johnny Seafoot. If you like what you heard, on iTunes, give it a five-star rating and leave a review and click that add button at the top. And on Spotify, five-star rating and a follow. It's so important we carry on the conversation to say it's okay to not be okay and keep talking about our mental health go and have therapy if you need it talk to your friends as therapy as well just start having those conversations that's all we ask to do you've been listening to screen with me johnny seifert thank you for listening until next time thank you and goodbye What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.